We've only gone and got another theme tune, haven't we? That's theme tune number three, if you've been keeping count. One for the four-dayer, one for the T20 Blast. We needed one for a special week where there was four-dayers and T20 Blasts in the same week. Absolute nonsense from the schedulers, but hey, we get more funk and soul. Welcome to On A Pair. It's three friends talking about the game they love and the team they follow. And the band is back together. After a week away, Daryl Butler, welcome home, son. Hello, mate. How you doing? Thanks for having me back. I, I, basically, we had to take it to committee, and uh, Pete did allow it, so you are back in. It's good to have you. I'm, I'm Thank doing okay. I can tell you the training didn't pay off, so uh, and uh, there was nothing else to talk about sports-wise this weekend, so should we just get on with it? Absolutely. There was no other sport apart from cricket this week. Is that correct, Pete? That is entirely correct, yes. Excellent. We are on board. We will not be discussing any other sport other than cricket. Well done for being brave. Pete, how was your week, mate? I'm exhausted, Jim. You've had me running around social media platforms. Oh, that's a good point, Pete. You've done a sterling job. We are now on Facebook, people. We were a Twitter-only operation, but now we're on that there Facebook. I think it's new. I don't know. How have you found it, Pete? Uh, Yeah, I'm just exhausted, Jim. Just exhausted. Doing, Doing your dirty work. (laughs) <laughs> doing my evil bidding on social media well Pete good on you for the admin uh, Daryl the band is back together life is alright we've got a fair few things to get through obviously different forms of cricket and also hit for six Georgie Macy is in the hit for six chamber but we like to start with the news so I'm going to bring back an old favourite boys we've not played it for a while and I've missed it so here we go News jingles back. Right, so we better start with the fact that Derbyshire County Championships game with Essex has been abandoned after one of the Derby players tested positive for COVID-19. It was confirmed on Monday morning and the game was called off. The player hasn't been named, but they are self-isolating and awaiting the results of a PCR test. You get the feeling that that's probably just the first of many games that could go that way, boys. Yeah, it follows on the back of the Kent announcement, didn't it, when a player... Uh, they've had to self-isolate and all the Kent Spitfires Vitality Blast team were deemed as close contacts, so they've had to field a second string for their county championship match this week. Yeah, and speaking of second strings, England were doing that the past week because their 15 players in the squad had to self-isolate because of COVID fears. That meant all kinds of change. Of course, Joffrey Archer and Joss Butler were also unfit, so it was like a second-slash-third-string team, and they're currently 2-0 up in that one-day series. England playing some cracking cricket. And uh, Ben Stokes has been saying how much he's been impressed by the side and how county cricket has mimicked the England aggressive style of play. So uh, it's been good watching, hasn't it? I don't know. I haven't watched any of it. Have you not? Sorry. <laughs> it has been good watching. Um, if you have watched it, I caught a bit of it. You boys have seen nothing of it, but that's OK. Let's move on. Um, some Worcestershire news in the news. Academy spinner Josh Baker signs a rookie contract with the club, and this kid looks good. Left arm spinner. Um, he looks the business. He's been doing it for the seconds as well, so that's good news, isn't it? Uh, yeah, brilliant news. And we owe an apology to uh, Jack Spanton because he signed a rookie contract earlier in the season, and we forgot to mention it. Yes, we did. All rounder, isn't he? Yes, I didn't realise he was the he's the brother of Tom who plays for Somerset. Is he really? Oh, OK, yeah. you know. Well, look, I mean, Tom Banton, fabulous player, and um, that's real pedigree. Promising stuff. 
Sign the younger brother. That's the key, like the current brothers. Sign the younger brother who had to put up with his big brother bowling at him and batting against him in the back garden because they've done it the hard way. We've got the best one. I'm saying it now. Jacques Banton is better than his brother. That is a guarantee. I'll regret that later. Anyway, um, shall we move on? Does you're very quiet. Are you okay, son? I've got, I've got to be ready for Worcestershire Watch because Pete did such a stern job last week, so I'm just ready to pounce and make oh. sure I can uh, have my regular <laughs> slot back. Right, so you, there we go. A coiled spring. I'm poised and ready to pounce. That is possible. We need a Worcestershire Watch jingle. Oh, mate, don't make me do more, admin. Oh, yeah, I think we should. Oh, Pete, okay. Come up with one for us. Pete, that's your task for next week, mate. Noted. Right, okay, okay <laughs> there we are. So Daryl Butler is back, and within five minutes, he's already making demands of the team. But he is he is ready to pounce, and there is no no sexier thought in the world of cricket than Daryl Butler <laughs> ready to pounce. And on that note, Daz, Worcestershire watch. What have you got, Tiger? Let's start with the England and India women's series, shall we? Sarah Gunn's been in action for England. Uh, she took one for 32 in yesterday's game, which England lost by eight runs. But on more interesting Friday's game, uh, England made 177-4-7 in that one. And Glenn came in, took uh, took one for six as England won by 18 runs on the Duckworth-Lewis method. But that game will be remembered for Harleen Dole's absolutely stunning catch on the boundary. Have you seen that? Oh, my God. Goodness, it's incredible. I have seen it. It's it's, it's astonishing. Well, she's, she's eyeing up the catch on the boundary. The momentum of taking the catch is going to take her over the boundary, so she has to flip the ball back, and then she has to do a full-on dive, Ross Whiteley-style forward to catch her own rebound. I know they're, yeah, they're ten a penny these days, but that was special. That was the best one I've seen, I think. Yeah. I can't think of a better one than that. I mean, Amy Jones, first of all, you got to feel for her, haven't you? Because, I mean, she's thinking that six all day long. And as you say, I mean, just the second catch in isolation on its own, you'd think, well, that's a stunning catch. And then you see that she's had to flick it back in, steady herself over the rope and come back over. And, and she only left the ground just in time as well to take the second catch. The timing was perfect. Everything about it was perfect. Yeah, Daz, I'm with you 100%. I think it's the best one of those I've seen. It wasn't the fastest moving, but it was it was the no. relentless peril of it all because she had to try and flick it back completely off balance and the ball was just like ballooning away from her. So it was just ever so slightly not in control until the final action of it. It's brilliant. Yeah. I think, have we have we tweeted that out? I think so. I think well, yeah, one of us did, yeah. Sorry, you're right, it was a brilliant catch, but in terms of the England game itself, the, the most recent one, it was a bit of a capitulation by England, wasn't it? They were in such a strong position and they just sort of fell away at the end. Yeah, a collapse a collapse in the short form of the game like that's always a bit awkward to watch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think they went from about 106 for three to 137 or for eight uh, in the last over, so yeah, yeah, shame. Um, right, uh, Daz, um, that wonderful catch aside, uh, what else have you got for us, Tiger? Yeah, well, I, I, the other thing I was thinking about that, is there a name for that type of catch? Like, you have different types of dismissal, like, you know, a man cat or whatever. Is there a name for it? Because if not, we need to be calling those sorts of catches Harling Dolls in the future. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't argue against it. So there we are, with answers on a postcard. Is there a name for that sort of catch? And if not, what should it be called? We'll workshop it. We'll come up with something. If the officials yeah, don't, we'll do it. We'll come up with something. Possibly when we're less hungover. Um, <laughs> yeah, good idea. Gonna, what have you, you've been drinking, have you? I, I, well, do you know what? We record on a Monday, as nice people who listen regularly will know. Um, Sunday night, I had a few too many glasses of beer. It was yeah, not in I relation to any other activity. Um, we're, we're, we're a vulnerable bunch of people right now, but we're going to be brave. 
Um, it, was, it was a strange one because Sunday night normally you take it easy, but I, I went down the pub and, and a few of my mates were in there as well. I was quite busy in there, so uh, yeah, I just, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just stayed stayed till sort of eleven ish, and yeah, it was, uh, yeah, no reason for it really. No, absolutely it right. Feels like we're three people sat at a bus stop when we should be doing Worcestershire watch. Oh. <laughs> Just three disparate souls meeting momentarily with a glance that says our eyes have seen too much and our heads are really feeling it. Um, Pete, you're quite right. Is there any more Worcestershire watch to come? Plenty more to come. Shall we move on to the Sparks then? We'll stay with the women's game. Yeah, let's do it. Bracken win against Lightning. They're back in it. So uh, Lightning, 81 all out, we bowled about four. 81 all out, we bowled them out for. That's a bit of a tautology, isn't it? Georgie Davis, four for 12 off the four overs. Uh, Evan Jones took three for 14, a couple of wickets for Wong and uh, a wicket for Fackrell. So 82 they were chasing, and the Sparks got there. Well, that's a bit of trouble, actually, at five for two. Uh, so Marie Kelly and Millie Hone were out cheaply, but uh, they got there after 19 overs, and uh, Glenn Davis top scored with 31 for the Sparks as they got home by six wickets. So a win for the Sparks as well. Yeah, Emily Arlett was playing in that game, wasn't she? Yes, she was. Yeah, she didn't get a wicket, did she? Didn't she? No, she didn't. We'll deal with her later. Um, it's, um, a bit harsh, Jim. Yeah. We'll just we'll just address this a little bit later on. Don't, don't you worry about that. Right. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Right. 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 Head teacher. Head teacher. <laughs> could you, I don't think you could do any better. You couldn't face it, could you? Well, well you know. Six balls from Emily Arlott. She's getting you out about three times, I reckon. Ooh. Well, I tell you what, I mean, because, oh, look, oh, all right, let, let's do this now. Let's just get this out of the way. We've got hit for six. Georgie Macy's up. God bless her. And and she nominated Emily Arlott. And Emily Arlott was going to come on and do hit for six, but she went cold on me, didn't she? Just disappeared. Oh, that's why you're in a mood. Uh, well, look, I mean, all I'm saying is that all of a sudden she gets in the England side, right? And it's, oh, I can't, I can't return your calls. And it's like, oh, well, and then there's silence. It's got blanked by Emily Arlott. It's fine. I mean, I'm over it. I don't care. I'm not bothered. I don't mind. <laughs> so um, the Hit for Six feature only has five people in it. Um, you know, well, there's still time. There's still time. She might She well, might get... Listen, Emily, instead of answering the phone, just come down, stick six in him. Um, he's so confident <laughs> in the back. He's been bragging about his back performance all week. We've only got his pads on him. No pads. Uh, look, look, mate, I'd, I'd, not, I'd smash her out the nets. I'm not bothered. Oh, yeah. I play for England. I take hat tricks. Oh, I'm really good. No, I'm not bothered, mate. I'd, I'd dispatch of her with relative ease, and I'm not even worried. I am worried. She would kill me. She would kill me. She's brilliant. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I have been exposed immediately, if not sooner. But I did come out of retirement, Daz. I did. I played cricket for the first time in years on Sunday, and oh, everything hurts. Oh, you've been sore. Now, wouldn't you sore this morning? Yeah, That's I'm sore of head, sore of body. Oh, mate, I'm all <laughs> over the shop. I did all right, though. Didn't take a wicket, but 27 not out with a bat. I looked okay, and they've offered me a game in the Saturday League, so... Who knows? Fantastic. Who's that for? Uh, for Willie Cricket Club in South Shropshire, not far from Shrewsbury. They're good humans, and God bless them, because the beer was free too. Anyway, um, anyway, this is the longest Worcester watch in history. Is there any more for any more? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's a second 11 game to talk about as well. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'll shut up. You go, Daz. Yeah, go, go, go. Second 11, a stunning win, 331 runs, all about Mr Haynes. Back in action, 177 not out in the first innings. That's what she got to 3.45 for six. They then bowled not out for 129. Adam Finch, four for 26. And Armand Baker, four for 20. Um, Worcester made a quick 191 for three in the second and uh, set up a run chase, but not to absolutely nowhere near. 76 all out. That's five wickets for Leach. 
And then wickets for uh, Finch, Baker and Reeve Evitts. So Worcestershire win by 331 runs. What a great win for the second. Yeah, a great, great effort there. And for Messrs, Finch, Haynes and Baker, who all had good games, it translated into a first-team selection for the four-day game. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, is that it then, Daz? Are we there? I think that's it. I think I'm there. Unless Pete's going Pete's to correct me now, isn't he? Any more free? No, I mean, yeah, sorry. I, it, we've uh, we've done Worcestershire watch, but we've gone from A to B via via Stoke and and uh, Wellington, haven't we? That was a, that was a long <laughs> way round. Yeah, it, look, it was lengthy. We, Pete, Captain Brearley, you are here to keep us on the straight and narrow because you know it's all a bit soft focus. So you know, you just crack the whip when you feel you need to. But for now. Let's move on, because we need to get to the meaty part of the show. It's the start of Warwickshire week. It's a T20 followed by a four-dayer, followed by another T20. And it all kicked off on Friday night at New Road as the Warwickshire slash Birmingham Bears made their way to the home of the Rapids. And let's face it, boys, it was a hell of a night. If you weren't across it, Worcestershire were asked to bat first and made 174 for six in their 20 overs. The Bears didn't get anywhere near it, but let's start where we should, and it's with that batting performance. Pete, what did you make of it, my friend? Well, it was brilliant, was it? They got off to a blistering start, 70 off, off seven overs. Um, then we lost our way a touch, and it felt like the score we posted was was maybe a, a little light. I know on commentary they were talking all the way through about it being a, a 200 score, but New Road for me isn't isn't a 200 wicket, um, and it's always a pace off wicket, and it's always what happens when it turns to spin. But Vessels, Dolivera, and Cox yet again with big contributions, um, and yet 174 that felt like a good score. Yeah, that's a really good point, Pete, isn't it? Is that it's a 200 wicket if you bowl badly. I mean, and actually, I thought, I thought the, the Bears, unfortunately, they've been hampered by international call-ups and by injuries. So it, it was a weakened bowling attack, and we knew it, and, and they didn't bowl well at the top of the, uh, at the, top of the innings. And you're right, we, we were all over them. And uh, Vessels and Dolivera in good form. Um, well, you're yeah. right. Just to build on that, if, if, if the team bowl badly, or you've got somebody like Johnny Bairstow in your side who just keeps connecting... That's really when 200 is on the cards. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not often you see that score at New Road. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think I think I was probably, again, as usual, a little bit downhearted. I thought we were probably, could have been 10 or even 20 better off given the start. But that's always a competitive score on that wicket. Daz, you were actually there, mate. What was it like? Yeah, of course I was. That was great. It was a really hot day. Uh, I got a little bit, well, I wasn't late for the game, but uh, later than I would have liked, but uh, really enjoyed the atmosphere. And there was a couple of Warwickshire fans in as well, which was nice. Um, so there was a, a little bit of a singing from them as well, so that, that was good fun. But uh, we, we, like I said, we obliterated them, which always helps, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the start of the innings was key for us because you can, like you say, I mean, 174 is, is above par, really, on, on most Worcester wickets, isn't it? Um, and, and to get, was it 65, 66, whatever, off the, the, the power play. I'm a, I mean, I'm a big advocate at the first six overs. Whoever's winning after the first six overs, certainly at Worcester, more often than not, goes on to win the games. So it's had such a good start. We can afford to have a, a ropey middle to the innings. Uh, but as you say, once you didn't bowl well, a lot of leg side stuff. Um, and, and majority of the wickets they did get were, I mean, wrestlers, for example, he was trying to find a digger's hotel, wasn't he? <laughs> I mean, they didn't pick up wickets through anything other than the fact that we were trying to get up to 200. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was a brilliant batting performance and we were always going to defend it, to be honest. So you were confident at the halfway mark that you had more than enough? Yes. 100%, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the Birmingham Bears, they're in a sort of similar situation to us in the fact that they've got 
kind of four or five players that they can rely on with the bat in the short form of the game, and then it's guesswork at best. And you felt yeah. that, you know, um, how how does Hose, how does Rhodes, how does Pollock, and how does Hayne go? And if those four don't get it done, then you feel like they're in real trouble. We've seen a few good one-day bowling performances at New Road. I mean, this was right up there with the game against Lancashire because we were phenomenal. Uh, 125 all out in 18 overs. There are some obvious star turns here, and we'll get to those middle overs in a moment. Uh, but Ben Duarshis has turned into a really, really good cricketer for us, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. After that first game where he wasn't great, he's just got better and better and better, and uh, I think he's been an absolute star for us, hasn't he? Yeah, and there's a, a guy who um, has been hit and miss at times, but actually when he's bowled at the top of the innings and in the middle overs with his cutters and his slower balls and the occasional effort ball, I mean, Charlie Morris, you're a fan of Charlie Morris, aren't you, Pete? He just keeps he keeps coming up with wickets when we need him. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said on previous podcasts when I talk about the four-day game that he's, he's our strike bowler uh, alongside Josh Tung. Um, and he can be expensive as a result, as some, some bowlers are like that, but he, he just takes wickets and bowling early on he varies his pace. He looks really dangerous, which is what we said last week. And he came up with two brilliant deliveries to remove Hose and, and Rhodes and really set the tone with two for eight off two overs. Didn't didn't need to bowl again because of the work of the spinners, which we're going to come on to. But he set the tone and he got that innings off to a great start for us. Yeah, early wickets were always, were always, well, they're always key in any form of cricket, but those early wickets really put a dent in them. Two overs, two wickets, eight runs conceded. And yeah, it was the spinners. Um, I didn't have time to lift the audio of us saying, why isn't Dolly getting overs? Because I was too busy having a really, really quiet night on Sunday. And uh, we've were we had, we've mentioned it several times on the pod, actually, that Dolivera is the most economical bowler we have in T20 cricket this season, albeit from a small sample size. Why isn't he getting the overs? But he got the overs this time round, and he was unplayable. Dolivera, four overs, three for 15... Um, his googly was coming out a dream it was turning plenty but they could not pick him two wickets early in his spell and Warwickshire never recovered after that that's right and couldn't get Sody away either and they, they made I mean, some ropey shots to him though didn't they and they a couple of times I think Burgess had hit a four and then he just sort of said stomping down the wicket didn't really get to the pitch of it it went straight through him and Cox had the easy task of whipping the bails off so, so some nice decisions with the bat for us um, helped that yeah, but yeah Tonic as well he got frustrated didn't he and he just started trying to hit everything which to be fair he probably had to do because they got bogged down so much but um, that, that was down to, to the bowlers keeping it so so tight really and so Sodi and, and Dolly in, in tandem was yeah, it's a joy to watch it, it really yeah. was it really was because I mean it's the, the one thing that um, you feel that was sort of lacking was really good quality spin bowling and, and Sodi Sodi has delivered we've, we've not seen that in the four day game Sodi delivers that and the control with which Dolly and Sodi both bowl with it's really hard to turn your wrist over and, and know where it's landing six balls in a row um, but they bowled with such control and they were so limiting they were, they, they were limiting the batsman's options so heavily that yeah it got to the point by which Pollock just had to go um, what I'll mention as well is that I thought in this performance, Sodi um, four for twenty-four, and he had to buy a couple of wickets because the, the batsman went after him. I thought the way Cox handled his slow bowlers was absolutely fabulous. I thought his captaincy was flawless. It really was. He brought Sodi back on for his, you know, his second um, second spell. 
as soon as Dolly got his third wicket and he opened up an end, he didn't wait for Sodia to bowl the 17th over, which drives me loopy. He was back on for, I think, over 13 and over 15, bowled out. The two of them together, eight overs, uh, seven for, what was it, 39? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and you're absolutely right about Cox's captaincy. I think he's really grown into that. To be honest, he got everything spot on, didn't he, on, on Friday night. Gave much of a go, didn't work, took him straight back off. Uh, as you say, brought Sony back on as soon as Dolivier has got, got that third wicket uh, and, and opened it end up. Um, and again, after a first game where we were asking questions about it, he's, he's much like Dwarsis, shown us all he can do it. And uh, I think he, like I say, he's grown into it. Ever since that ramp six. Yeah. What did that be the making of him? Well, no, in fairness, I said that might be a season-defining moment uh so i'm claiming that one but actually well, if we're going to talk we'll come back in 10 years then. <laughs> okay but if, if actually if we're going to go for calling the shots here let's turn to one peter de sonberg with his quiet efficiency i gave him a bit of grief last week in a sort of passive aggressive way his mum told me off for saying he was a solid six out of ten in every category peter de sonberg <laughs> not only did you call a comfortable win for worcestershire and you, you called exactly what was going to happen you just you knew exactly what score was decent and what was defendable you knew it was pace off and i mean Everything you said had happened basically did. Well, what can I say? You know, I've, I've made some ridiculous comments about James Anderson, but I learnt very quickly my cricketing knowledge, and uh, I've just got it nailed down, haven't I? <laughs> That's it, forever. Peter de Nostradamus. <laughs> um, overall, um, feelings on that performance, Pete? It was cracking, wasn't it? It was cracking. Um, it, it was, I mean, flawless is the word you use to describe Cox. I'm struggling to find anything wrong with our innings. Just a brilliant, brilliant performance. Kept us right up in the room. We had to take care of business at home. We did. We put ourselves in with a, a great shout. Uh, just in the spirit of fairness, as we always try to, Pollock's was a great knock for 53. Uh, kept the minute for as long as he could. And I didn't realise on commentary that we let him go as a youngster. Apparently he was in our academy. All we could do with him now, couldn't we? Uh, Mitchell bowled one over for 14, but he took a couple of good catches. The catch to dismiss side bottom, um, Dwarshus took the last... Sorry, it's Dwarshus, isn't it? Dwarshus is incautious. Dwarshus took the last wicket of the innings, uh, and Mitchell's catch was great to remove side bottom. Pennington didn't have his best day, two overs, not for 22. It doesn't really matter, because as a team, we look on it. Uh, Barnard was kind of quietly effective with the ball. It, it, it just... It, everything is working at the moment, and... I'll go back to it. Mitchell's played in five games this season and we've won four. Even when he's yeah. not done anything. We, I mean, is, that can't be a coincidence, can it? And say it quietly, we're hitting form at the right time, aren't we? Yeah, well, I mean, another fabulous performance, really good fun, and we had a good laugh with the folk at the, on the County Cricket Podcast because Aaron there is a Bears fan. He's been on the podcast before, and there was plenty of banter beforehand. It was good to see the Worcestershire social media team um, challenging the Warwickshire lot to um, the loser wears the opposition shirt for the return fixture. Yeah. We, came, we came out all right, and I like that sort of gutsy stuff. It was just a fabulous night's entertainment, wasn't it? Yeah, everything went right for us, and uh, the result included. And uh, yeah, we all went uh, we all went to sleep happy pairs. Yeah. Well, speaking of everything going right, rather generously, Durham decided to absolutely tank against the Derbyshire Falcons on Friday and gave away a game that they had in the bag as well. So um, things really did go our way. Um, so on that note, let's have a little look at the tables, boys. The Knots Outlaws after a difficult tie at New Road to start their campaign. They are now clear out in front. Played 12, 19 points. 
to Yorkshire to Vikings, played 12, 15 points. The Worcestershire Rapids are third, played 12, 14 points. Then there's a gap of two points to Lancashire Lightning. And because Durham bottled it against the Falcons, they are now played 12, 11 points. So one win from the last two games, and we should be there, boys. Yeah, well, one win I agree with that, doesn't it? And I think that's what Daryl said as well. I think that's what Daryl said when he dialed in from the train. I think he said he, uh, he did, two yeah. wins in the last three. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our run rate is dreadful, so that's the only downer, but we're in a very good position right now because Yorkshire are playing Lancashire next up uh, and it's going to be a hell of a game at Edgebaston. And before we get onto the four-day stuff, um, let's talk about pair of the week. We only have one game, so it was our man of the match, basically. I don't think it's a tricky one, is it? Yeah, Dolly for me. Uh, yeah, it's Dolivera. Uh Daz? Dolivera. <laughs> Dolivera, yes. So, uh, Brett Dolivera, 45 with the bat from 25 balls. There were seven boundaries, four, five fours and two sixes. With the ball, he was exemplary. Four overs, three for 15. Everybody bowled well. Everyone contributed with the bat. Cox was, was absolutely flawless as skipper. And as Daz said, we are hitting form at the right time. Uh, we didn't do this last week because uh, it was all a bit much. Uh, we were a two, weren't we, Pete? And we basically opted out. We didn't do one of our new features for the T20 competition. We didn't do this. Um, right, so let's see who's been having a blast for this week. Daz, who do you yeah. like? Well, I uh, wasn't quite sure what to go for for this week. And I've done what I normally do when I don't know what to go for. And I've gone for a curry. I've gone for <laughs> Scott Curry. Down at Hampshire Hawks who are having a rotten season in the T20. And he's got a bit of a, a bit of a sand current about him, this lad, I think. But he's taken four for 24 off three overs as they bowled Somerset out for a, a paltry 100 in reply to the Hampshire Hawks, 175 for six. So a great bowling performance from the 20-year-old. I think uh, we might be seeing some good things from him for, over the next few years, particularly in the short format by the looks of it. So four for Scott Curry for Hampshire. Well, there we are. Daz likes a curry and he's... Lovely stuff. Peter Somberg. Same question to contestant number two. <laughs> um, I've got to be honest, Tim. I've no idea. Um, <laughs> it was Worcestershire or nothing for me. Um, it was Derby week. That's where my focus is. I've not paid any attention to anybody else in any part of the country. Ah, oh, Pete, look, I admire your honesty. And quite frankly, the people that were having a blast this week were the Worcester Rapids. I mean, you could have gone any which way. You could have gone Dolly. You could have gone Cox. You could have gone Sody. There were so many of them. I respect your honesty. I am going to um, offer up someone who's been... Uh, and I am going to go back to the aforementioned Durham versus Derbyshire Falcons. And a cricketer that I've mentioned several times on this pod, I really dig him. It's Matt Critchley. And uh, the leggy for Derbyshire bowled four overs, one for 27, neat and tidy. One of the most economical bowlers in the game. Restricted Durham to 176 for nine. Derbyshire were in all kinds of trouble. But a partnership of 66 saw them home. And it was Critchley who made 33 from 22 balls that guided them to the promised land and got us a vital and valuable win. So, Agent Critchley, I salute you. You, sir, have been... There we go. That was one of the least enthusiastic having a blast we've ever done, boys. <laughs> that was a uh, great performance by Critchley, wasn't it? Yeah, he's just a great six, all-round cricketer. Was it six ticks and about five overs, wasn't it, they put on uh, with, uh, with Brooke Guest? 
Yeah, it was it was really nip and tuck. Guest got uh, 34 from 20 balls. They both went at a real lick, and they ended up getting over the line comfortably in the final over. It was a really fabulous performance um, and did us a favour. Gave us a little bit of breathing room, which is yeah. great. I think so a few we... of us lads on the Twitter were watching that game, weren't they? Because I think it finished just after us. So, uh... Yeah. I watched the last couple of overs and, uh, you know, I saluted the Derbyshire a lot on social media. I appreciate their efforts. <laughs> um, so happy days, boys. A really, really fabulous week of 2020 cricket and only one game to cover so we can all rest easy. That's nice, isn't it? Doesn't get any better than that, does it? Derby win at home. Lovely. Right. So, Captain Brearley, if you don't mind, can we move on? <laughs> Permission granted. Good lad. Right. Um. So let's move to the four-day stuff. Um, it is Monday night, so we're exactly halfway through. Two days now completed. Worcestershire versus Warwickshire, four-day game. What is, why is it, right? Let's just get this rant out of the way. Grumpy Jim is back. We had a week off the, the four-day game last week, but we haven't been playing four-day cricket for a month. So pointless week off. That wasn't very helpful. Yeah. And now we've got to play top-of-the-table Warwickshire in between the two biggest T20 games so there's chances for twanged hamstrings and loss of form and all sorts. Do they do they just not like us? What's what's the scheduling? What's going on here? It, it, it's I'm going to jump in here and say that we could go into that question, but you run the risk of this being a three-hour podcast with Daryl <laughs> dissecting ECB decision-making. So I suggest that we just skirt over it and go straight into the action. I would say, Daz, I'll give you 10 seconds to give you a view, but I can't. I don't have time to do all the swearing editing again. So, uh... <laughs> no, 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 I've learned the lesson on that. All right, OK. Well, I, which I got it all about my system last night. I suddenly started swearing for no apparent reason at about 10 to 11. All right, but, on, uh, uh, yeah. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. It just happened, just came out, so I've got it all about my system. But, well, I mean, a 10-game league, and they've given us our week off in between the ninth and 10th game. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, that's basically it. You know, Nailed it. Good lad. What, anyway. what are they doing? It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't help us, but here we are. Um, uh, game started on Sunday. Warwickshire won the toss. They decided to have a bat. Um, they want the points. I think our season's pretty much sewn up. We know where we're going to be come the end of the season, and it's not going to be at the, excite- the exciting end of the table. Um, so, um, it started well. It started well for us because um, the boy Leach got a wicket in the first over. Um, but Warwickshire did bat for 120 overs and made 395 all out. Based on the fact that it was a very, very quiet Sunday for other sports, did anyone get a chance to watch any of this? I watched a little bit of it. I saw the uh, Yates dismissal that you just mentioned. Um, I watched Sibley in Milan. Sibley was his usual watchful self, uh, taking an age to make his way to, to 20, it felt. Whilst uh, Milan went about his work really quickly, 16 fours and a, and a six in his 141. Um, saw Baker. Uh, I thought he bowled really nicely. He was really tidy. None of the bowlers were particularly threatening, I've got to say. Uh, but they bowled with control. Same with Sodi on that, on that first day. Um, and then they got a little bit of reward towards the end. So, um, yeah, all in all, it was a, a tidy day's cricket. Uh, but as you say, it's a bit of a nothing game for us. So uh, we can just watch it. Uh, stress-free, I think, is the is the phrase. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, as you pointed out, there's a nothing game for us, and the side reflected it because um, uh, Ish Sodi was playing for us, Adam Finch came in, Josh Baker, as we we mentioned that before, Joe Leach came back in, and yeah, it was a relatively uneventful first day. Monday was a much better watch, uh, not least because um, we got to see Baker and Sodi really have a go. Um, so two proper spinners playing at New Road on a, a dry turning wicket. Um, I'll say this, I really like Josh Baker. 
I re he's got a really lovely action, and he's got a little look of Graham Swan about him. I know he's a left armor rather than a right armor. There's a potential with that action just to get a little bit of drift. If you can get the ball moving with the arm, and then pitching, and then moving away to the right-hander, he could be a real handful. I, you know, I like his setup. He is a very promising young player. We could have a gem on our hands, mate, honestly. Yeah, it looks really promising, doesn't it? And we've got to mention Sodi taking six today, six for uh, six for eighty nine were his final figures. But that delivery bowl to get rid of Michael Burgess, I think it pitched on leg and took off away. It was an absolute beauty. Yeah, well, I mean, it was he he was bowling round the wicket as a right arm leggy, and you think well, you're pitching it well, basically just outside leg stumps. You can't you can't get LBW or anything like that. And I thought, is that just negative? Is that just trying to build pressure and kill the run rate? But actually, it was just—it was a brilliant piece of control bowling because he's got the his googly that he's, he's throwing out, which spins more than his leggy does, and so that you can you can throw that across the batsman and it will kind of grip and then straighten on him. Um, yeah, the one that got him got Burgess was an absolute beauty. He bowled some really nice. He bowled a few dodgy ones as well, but um, it's nice. It's just really nice to watch good quality spin bowling at New Road if it's not going to offer anything for the seamers. So, you know, earlier on in the season, we'd be staring down the barrel of 500 for five again. And in this instance, we bowled them out for 395. Two for Baker, six for Sodi, and it kind of a perfectly pleasant and pleasing um, bowling performance without being particularly standout, was it? Yeah, I think that sums it up. They're playing on the same wicket, aren't they, the other night? So it's a uh already an aged wicket so we've got turn early on that's why they've gone uh, loaded it with spinners so uh, yeah like, like all everything about it yeah yeah quite right and the batting response we managed to get 59 overs in and uh, I tell you what it's good to see Daryl Mitchell 83 not out we were 152 for 2 at the close Mitchell back in the runs is really reassuring yeah good to see Daryl Mitchell back in the runs uh, he started off the season well didn't he but had a little bit of a dip in form after that so nice to see him back today. Nice watchful, watchful innings. In fact, he went off like a train uh, and he slowed back down a bit towards the close of play. Um, and then Jack Haynes recalled as well, immediately back in the runs. That's just pleasing to see him at four, isn't it? Yeah, there's something already as a young lad who's played a handful of games. It is really reassuring. You're absolutely right. 42 not out from 99. You just don't feel like there's any peril or any doubt about this kid. You know his his um his technique is solid. He's really um he's really pleasing to watch. He seems to have the mentality. And Daz, you were talking about his temperament and how you just don't you don't worry about this lad, do you? No, he's just... not in the slightest. I mean, after he messed up that century earlier in the season, uh, getting caught on the boundary, and then um, the, uh, the 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 silly run outs in the away game at Warwickshire. You know, some people could uh, could collapse after that, but Haynes won't. You just told by his interviews after the matches and his temperament that he's um he's got it. He's got his head screwed on and he's going to be a big player for us in the future. And, and you're right about Mitchell as well. A bit of confidence coming out of those uh, four wins in the T20 games that he's led us, well, not led us to, but uh, been a massive part of. And, and suddenly, bang, 83, not out in his first um, <clears throat> first Red Bull game back. So that's yeah. great to see as well. Winning breeds confidence, doesn't it? Whatever yeah, format it is. Absolutely. And we've been winning that's T20 right. games, and it and it shines through, doesn't it? Um <laughs> So, yeah, we're two days through into that. We'll, um, we'll deal with the other two days in the next pod. I'll go down tomorrow. Oh, you're going to go? So you're, you're going to be there for, for Tuesday? Right. Yeah. What's the forecast saying, Pete? Are you going to stay dry, son? Sh short weather, I think. I think it's meant to be nice tomorrow. Oh, is it? Oh, magic. Okay. Oh, Pete, I'm well jealous. You're getting, I've not seen Haynes back before. Oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll soak it up and I'll tell you all about it as I'm drinking my beer. Oh, well, gel, um, well, gel. Send photos because I'll be very jealous. No, send photos. Stick them up on the Twitters as well, mate. Um, <laughs> make sure you're wearing your merch. Oh yeah, we've got t-shirts, haven't we these days? 
Yeah, we've got ourselves some on a pair T-shirts. We only got one each. Um, we yeah, are not, not commercially available. We should say not yet. The on a pair shop may well be coming to you online <laughs> soon. Um, but let's face it, we've got on a pair T-shirts. If you were in any doubt as to whether we were cool or not, you now know the answer, <laughs> and the answer is yes. Um, so Pete, get your merch on. Get down New Road. Oh, I'm so chuffed for you, mate. I don't think I'm going to get to New Road anytime soon. My uh, my better half is pregnant. I'm going to keep out the way. I'm going to respect the COVIDs until the little one has arrived. I am super... No, I'm not jealous of you. I'm pleased for you, Pete. And I was pleased for you, Daz, because I'm a good friend almost some of the time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, from the, yeah, I'll get, now, I'll get with that. Anyway, so let's move on to Hit for Six, where Georgie Macy was the latest Worcestershire Rapids female player to take on the Hit for Six chamber. Here's how she got on. Welcome to Hit for Six. Please state your name and team role. Um, so I'm Georgina Macy and I'm the opening bat for the Worcester, Worcester Women's Rapids. What is your proudest cricketing moment? Um, my proudest moment would be uh, walking out at Lords for the first 100 game um, earlier this summer. Walking out to bat and being one of the first ones out there. Who is your sporting hero? Uh, I'd say Caroline Atkins. Um, I think she's she's a great she's a great cricketer. And um, when she moved down to the southwest, she was uh, she was a great uh, person to have around the team and uh, and to learn and learn and learn a lot off of. The game at the weekend is called off. You are free to do as you please. What do you do? <laughs> um, I'd probably end up either going out to dinner with uh, my husband or my family and spending a lot of time with them um, and potentially going on a nice nice long long walk with them you are stuck in a lift for five hours pick a teammate to spend that time with and tell us why <laughs> a teammate just end in the lift um i'd probably go for emily arlott um because that'd be pretty pretty funny and uh I think I think I I would probably wind her up the most as well. So I think I would get the most um, enjoyment out of that. <laughs> you have to perform a three-minute dance routine on the one show because your life depends on it. What song do you dance to? <laughs> three-minute dance. Routine. Um, I would, um, I would dance to "Dancing in the Moonlight" just because it was the first thing that came to my head, and I love the song. If you were a robot and I knew you were a robot, but you didn't know you were a robot, would you want me to tell you? Um, yes, I would want you to tell me. You are not a robot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for playing Hit for Six. Please nominate a new player. Um, I nominate uh, Emily Arlott. Well, it's all very well and good nominating her, but uh, she won't return your calls. And there's no point in saying, oh, I'd rather be stuck in a lift with Emily Arlott, because she probably wouldn't turn up. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, not I, no, I'm not over it. I'm not, even, I'm not even bothered. I'm used to being rejected by women over text. It's quite common. Um, <laughs> anyway, Georgie Macy, what a belter. Great stuff. Great shape as well. Carolyn Atkins, what a cricketer. Yeah, I love the fact also, she's like, what's your team role? I open the batting, just because I'm a batter, but I open the batting. Um, and a little bit of history as well, walking out at Lords of the 100. We hate the yeah. 100, everybody knows that, but it is the future. We're going to have to get on board at some point. Um, so there we are. 
Um, I also like how she was finding the hip to six robot more and more ridiculous as it went on. The, the, the last at the start, <laughs> the question got slightly longer, didn't they? Might she had a, a realisation little... halfway through as if, oh, I'm actually doing this. Yeah, like uh, uh, someone is actually making me... I'm a serious proper cricketer and this is what I get. Uh, <laughs> no, it's very good sport and good honour. And I mean no harm, Emily Arlott. You're all right. Um, please don't hurt me. Um, so there we are. I think I think we've made it to the end of the pod relatively unscathed, boys. I think we've done relatively. Yeah, we've got um, we've got we've got a bit of other business to discuss, haven't we? But we're going to run out of time, so should we kick that one on to next week? Oh yeah, what was that? What was that? What's our any other business? We got set it. Uh, well, we set it on the back of a discussion from Twitter about best catch you've seen in the flesh. So that one for next week. Yeah, good one. It was Mr. Ferguson, wasn't it, when he was at um, Old Trafford? couple of weeks yeah, ago wasn't and it wasn't here last week we can uh, we we filled him in now he's got time to think about it so there we what, are what's, we... The, what's the question best best catch you've seen in the flesh yeah right i can't go for harleen dolan no cause <laughs> no because you, no, you weren't there you dullard right um, <laughs> and if and if that was ever an indication that we should all stop talking immediately i think we've exhausted any kind of meaningful synaptic response we've had a really really difficult uh 24 hours because of a very quiet sunday where nothing happened uh gentlemen it's good to be back as a three stay strong yes, it is. i believe in you but it's time to get out of here let's get some sleep peace i'm not gonna lie boys this episode so far has been a shambles <laughs> correct <laughs>